to the Kids First Podcast, where every week, South Carolina Public Charter School District talks with leaders from around the state about their why, why they want to put kids first in South Carolina. This week, we have a very special guest, Greg Thompson. Greg is the president and CEO of Thompson Construction Group in Sumter. He's the founder of the Thompson Family of Companies, a leader whose business acumen and commitment to the Sumter community was the catalyst for the Liberty Steam Charter Initiative. Greg is very active in the city of Sumter and around the state. He's an advocate for community enhancement. He's a founding member of the Sumter Smart Growth Initiative. His ultimate vision is to encourage collaboration among community leaders to create a school that serves the needs of all Sumter's families. Greg Thompson, welcome to the Kids First Podcast. Chris, thank you so much. Glad to be here. It's so wonderful to, f- to be with you, Greg. You know, uh, I remember when I first met you several years ago, and you had this concept of wanting to create a charter school in Sumter. You've, you've been a big player in helping redevelop Sumter. There's been so much great growth downtown. I just love what I see. And But you always felt like we had to have and raise the standard, higher uh, expectations for schools and for education for our people. And and then here comes this concept of this, this Liberty STEAM. First of all, congratulations. Uh, I was there today. We did a tour. It's unbelievable what you and your board have done in this community with Liberty STEAM. Congratulations. Thank you, Chris. I surely appreciate that. Listen, and you said a key word, the, the board, because the best thing that uh, I could have done – was the picking the founding board that we picked. And I am so grateful to every one of the, uh, the founding board members that joined me on this vision and journey for Sumter because they said yes. And listen, any great idea is only a great idea until you have so the key individuals that believe in the idea enough to put their hand to the task and do the work, and they did. One of the things that really struck me three years ago when I first met your founding board and you, had, you, you were so gracious to invite me to come over and speak, I was, I was the new superintendent of the district at that time. I think I was like on day two of the job. You were a rookie. Yeah, I was a rookie. But what struck me was the, the diversity and the quality of the board members that you were able to put together. What does that say about this community? Well, it says we're a community that uh, wants to be the best we absolutely can be and uh, when you you look in our uh, Sumter community it's really been a leader for for many many years and in, in innovative ideas and so they recognized we could do better and you know public school systems in the south and South Carolina and Sumter this was a challenge and we knew we could be better we had to be better and they they signed up for the task and, I, and I'll tell you I give them so much of the credit because so many of them brought such uh, great, valuable assets to the board and really gave us credibility day one. You know, when I, when I go over your bio and, I, and you talk about community enhancement, you talk about growth initiatives, and you talk about collaboration in the community, I, that really is what you've always been about, just bringing people together for good. And this is just one more example of that. I mean, it takes a leader to have a vision. You had a vision, you built the team, the team believed in the vision, and now we have this amazing school that's continuing to grow. So I just came from the brand-new school site that's going to open this fall over at the former J.C. Penney here in Sumter. I mean, did you ever think that this thing was just going to take off the way it has? Yes, we knew it would. 
Uh, because, you know, listen, education, I'm a business person. I'm a capitalist. And when you see a market, you see a need in the market. And education is no different. I don't know why we make it so complicated, uh, probably because parts of it is very complicated. However, if you have a great service, people will seek out a great service. We're in the service of educating children at a very high level. Our goal is to be the number one public school in the state of South Carolina and be in the top ten in the southeast. So we had to build an organization. Our vision was built around that. And people are seeking out that service of educating their children at a very high level. And people seem to be coming from all over the place. So a few months ago, you had a lottery for the next round of seats that you had available at the school. And we're sitting there at this board meeting, and I'm watching you, and I'm watching the other board members, and we've got this big screen, and the computer's running the, the, the analytics on everybody, and then the lottery pops up. And there were literally people from all over the world applying for their child to come to this school. I mean, Greg, I've never seen anything like that before. I mean, speak to that. Well, obviously, Sumter has a pretty strong international community. We have Swiss companies here. We have German companies here. We have uh, companies uh, from all over the world. And we have Shaw Air Force Base, Chris. And so you know we have people all over the world that are going to call Sumter home at some time or another. And, And that's why it was imperative for us to put a world-class education facility in Sumter to meet the needs of of folks from around the world. Today, when we were doing our tour, Trevor Ivey, um, the chief of staff for Liberty STEAM, was showing me that outside of every classroom are the goals for every one of the teachers at the school. And everyone's being held accountable. How important is at the school level for there to be accountability for the teacher, the school leader, and the board. Well, listen, you know what gets measured gets done, right? And and from a very early age, first grade, kindergarten, second, absolutely first grade, you get a report card. And if the students are going to get report cards, why aren't we going to hold the folks and the, the professionals that are responsible for teaching those students to the same kind of expectations? And so we set the goals. We communicate the goals. We, we are a pay leader in the education industry. And we also follow the same principles that, that we've used in our companies, the Thompson companies. We, we set high expectations. We set goals. We hold them accountable for those goals. And we pay for performance. We pay for performance at Liberty Steam as well. And so some teachers uh, doesn't work well for, uh, and we're okay with that. And, and so they choose to do something different. We have a longer work day. We have a slightly longer work year. but uh, And also we have expectations we've set in front of them and hold them accountable for it and we pay them for their performance y'all have got a a well-established now a partnership with teach for america and you've got some of the teach for america fellows um, that are teaching in the school right now Um, one of them told me today they said the culture here is amazing I, w- I can't imagine teaching anywhere else. How important is the culture piece? Because we do get kind of called up on the money piece. And I just don't believe that it's always, always just about money. Nope. That there's got to be the right work environment. There's got to be the right culture. Speak to culture and how important that is. Well, listen, I sit in a tactical every week with the school leaders. And, and uh, Dr. Ivey is now our interim director. Uh, he was our chief of staff. He's our interim director. And uh, his direct reports... And it's really to, to hear about and help set a culture. 
remember, this is our second full year, Chris, of, of operating this school. So last year was a challenge, and we're starting to hit our stride. We're starting to, to really see the culture take hold. And um, that's, that's my number one priority now my, my, as chairman of the board is to see that that culture is growing and fostering and maturing and uh, over time. And, and I think as, as you grow that culture, people want to be where they like be. Yeah, where they like I totally being. agree. The money is important to get them there. That's right. But over time, the culture is what gets them there and keeps them there more importantly. And the culture from my perspective as the superintendent, is strong. I yes. love the culture of the board. I love the interaction that the board has um, with the school uh, and the parents. The parent engagement, you know, that that's another thing. You know, I, th- I think one of the things that's unique about charter schools is parents are making a, an intentional choice to send their child to this particular school. How important is it from... Uh, the perspective of the school and the board to have strong parent engagement. And what does that look like at Liberty STEAM? Well, it's part of our contract the parents sign when they um, enroll the children at Liberty. They have to perform so many parent engagement hours, and the parents have to be involved, and they have to have a, a number of service hours as well. And so if the parents are not engaged, uh, their, their tenure at Liberty STEAM might not be as long as others. I was with a couple parents today, and I, they are just—they feel so blessed and honored to be able to send their child to Liberty Steam, and the difference it's going to make in their child's life. Now, look, the market opened an opportunity for this school to come to Sumter. Um, you know, people ask me all the time, "Are you in competition with the local school districts?" And I said, "No, we're not." One, parents are making choices just like they do in all other aspects of our economy. They're just making a choice for their child because they they know they've only got one shot. But the Charter Act in South Carolina does charge us with setting the pace for our traditional school district friends and say, look, if you give more autonomy in the classroom, if you allow for innovation to develop, you too can also see these same kind of results. How important is it for Liberty Steam right here in Sumter to be a strong model to not compete with the local district, but actually help make them better at the same time? Well, listen, great question. I just had a meeting today with the chairman of Sumter School District Board and the chairman of Wilson Hall's board. And we agreed that we are allies. We're going to establish a strategic collaboration amongst our organizations for the enhancement and galvanizing effect of education in Sumter. Not for Sumter School District, not for Liberty, not for Wilson Hall, but we're here for the citizens of Sumter to create the best uh, education opportunity for their children. The, the watching the impact, the multiplier effect. So on that same night a few months ago when you had the lottery, I opened up the paper a week later, and the Sumter School Board actually met that night that you had your board meeting. They voted to open up school choice for the, the faculty and staff of the district. That's the positive impact that you're having in this community is now other parents that choose to have their child in the district can also have school choice within the district. 
That's a positive, isn't it, Absolutely. Greg? Absolutely. I mean, isn't that a good thing? Absolutely. And, and what's also very powerful is look at the last school board elections. We had more participation running for school board than we've had in probably 20 years. We had better voter turnout to vote for the school board. I think it's opened the voters' eyes and the citizens of Sumter is, you know what, they have a responsibility to get involved in their school systems. That's right. They have a responsibility to vote responsible board members on their boards, and they're doing it. And that's, and that's where it really excites me about what we're doing with Liberty because we're changing the narrative in Sumter. And not only are we going to change it in Sumter, we're going to change it in other communities as well as we continue to grow Liberty. You know, Chris, we, we expect Liberty to grow to, to 3,000 students in Sumter. Unbelievable. Our ultimate vision is to have two K-8s and a high school, and our high school will be a career and college-ready high school. We'll have a technical component to where we can create, uh, and our uh, vision and mission even stated in, in our uh, at Liberty Steam, we're going to create great citizens to support uh, the welfare of Sumter and the surrounding community. And that's really what all schools should be about. Let's let's talk. I want to talk about the career piece, sure, because that's important. You're building the foundation right now with 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 the young children and, and scholars, but you know Sumter is so strategically important too in the world with Shaw Air Force Base, and I know that that Governor McMaster has been hearing from base commanders. Um, across South Carolina, that they're concerned they can't get some of South Car- or the nation's best military to want to move here because of the, the, the current state of some of our, our schools in those communities. Tell me a little bit about the partnership with Shaw Air Force Base and the base commander and how important it is for not just charter schools, but all schools to really be partners with our military because that, that's an important part of this economy here in Sumter. Absolutely. Listen, the final uh, point that pushed me over to do this is we were having dinner with the uh, local three-star general, General Joseph Costella, and the uh, three-star general over the Third Army, and they looked at me and said, Greg, we have got to have another option for our, uh, our troops and our servicemen out at Shaw Air Force Base with the Army and Air Force. And so as we expand into our second K-8, Chris, it will be catered to take the meet the needs of Shaw Air Force Base because that is our largest asset in our community. And it, as we continue to set Sumter apart, a strategic competitive advantage for Sumter is a better public education platform. I also serve as the chairman of the Sumter Economic Development Board. We are recruiting advanced manufacturing into Sumter. The days are gone when we're just assembling something. Those jobs are somewhere else in the world. We have advanced manufacturing here in Sumter, as you see, with Beckton Dickinson, SKF batteries, Continental Tire, and we need young people coming right out of high school because in the macro environment today, all children do not want to go to college or have the money to go to college. We will prepare them at Liberty Steam out of our high school to go directly into the workforce right out of high school if they so choose. And because you're a STEAM school, you're already starting to build that foundation with the students you currently have. And as you continue to add grades and, and more schools, those students are going to have that, that base to work from in terms of their growth. Um, I love the idea of creating your own career and technology center. Um, that's something that I think we need to see across the state. You know, we just had this huge announcement a few few weeks ago 
4,000 new jobs with Scout Motors um, in the North Columbia area. I think Sumter is going to get some, some, some benefit out of that as well because, I mean, it's just right down the road. But you mentioned, you mentioned uh, SKF and Continental and, and the other employers, international companies that are located here. I saw an article the other day. You know Mike Rowe. Yeah, yes. the dirty jobs. Yes. And he speaks constantly about, look, 50 years ago we said every guy, everybody's got to go to college. Right. Well, you said it. Nobody, not everybody needs to go to college. And if we have these career technology centers, you can leave with credentials and a diploma and, and take a job at age 18 and make more money than most people that are coming out of college. I mean, Correct. how important is that? Oh, it's- I mean, you're a businessman. You see it. We, we will not be able to supply the needs of our industry without it. And, and we're doing these children a disservice because we aren't preparing them to come out and to be work-ready. We will instill the social-emotional skills that industry needs in our high school so when they graduate from high school, they are employable day one. That's just that's incredible. And, you know, our state right now is really on the forefront. I mean, we are we are a leader in economic development. We're going to continue to get – I mean, I think about – I worked for Governor Campbell when BMW came, and then you see the multiplier effect that came out of that, not just in the upstate, oh, yeah. in the entire state with the port. Um, I believe that, that Columbia and Sumter, um, you know, the surrounding communities are going to really stand to benefit out of this. But we've got to have a trained and educated workforce – and, and you're doing your part at Liberty Steam. Talk a little bit about the other positive impact that this is having on the community here in Sumter because, you know, you've done a lot to help with the redevelopment of downtown. Talk about the impact that this school is going to have on that part of the community. Well, listen, it just changes the way people think about Sumter and um, the way, you know, it shows us as a more progressive community and Obviously, we've been very involved in downtown redevelopment. We knew to have an economic development renaissance like we've had, we had to have a vibrant downtown. And so we built the first school two miles from from Main Street, downtown Sumter, and it just really feeds into the whole revitalization of our downtown and this education renaissance that we're promoting by this collaboration effort it's just going to change the way people view Sumter and where they want to live, where they want to raise their family, where they want to bring their companies and, and invest in the community and grow their businesses. Well, and you, you see that at the school, too, because these businesses, they want their kids to go to this school. It's a very diverse school, but you've got leaders, you've got those that have been marginalized who want to go to that school because all parents want the same thing for their child. That's correct. Well, you take the mall, the, the campus you looked at today. The owners of the mall were thrilled to work with us, and, the, and we were thrilled to work with them because they saw Liberty Steam is changing the face of their mall. We're going to have 900 students one day in that campus. Well, those are potential shoppers and customers Absolutely. that will make their asset more valuable. It's like any school makes the property more valuable around it. Talk about the... The, the first campus, though, um, I remember when you all were um, going through the, the process of restoring that historic school right there on School, school Street. Yeah, School Street, yeah. And, so we were and that ex- community. Yeah, we were excited about doing that because 60% of our children are, are poverty minority children. 
and we wanted to go into that part of Sumter that had probably been overlooked a bit. And this campus was in decay. It was vacant. And so we took a campus that was no life, and we, we breathed, 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 life, breathed life into this campus. And, and now the campus is beautiful. It is. And, and when we build new schools for Liberty, we'll probably follow that same design because I think it looks fabulous. It was a 50s uh, design campus. Uh, it was built for African-American children. And, and now we're, we're teaching children from, from all over at Liberty Steam. Yeah, it's a diverse school. And I, I, I love the fact that you all chose to, to put the first campus right there in that community. Mm-hmm. Trevor said that the neighbors are, are they're great neighbors. Oh, fabulous! Neighbors. He said it's been a, it's had a big positive impact on them, and um, you know. Let me tell you a story about that, Chris. We were at the same time we were redeveloping the golf course in Sumter, which is Coyote Club, which is built to support Liberty Steam. We had all kind of crime issues, and we had people breaking into the job sites out at the Coyote Club, uh, and then the entire time. We were renovating School Street. Not one time did we have any issue whatsoever with theft or breaking in. The neighbors took ownership of that project. Wow. Not yeah. one time. Yeah. That speaks volumes. Right. I mean, who doesn't want a great school in their community? Everybody right. Everybody does. And the fact is, you don't have to operate based off of zip codes. Any child can go there. Any child. We so, serve, we serve um, 10, 10 zip codes, I think. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you know how I feel. Yes. You know, you know that I want to see you grow Liberty Steam, not just in Sumter. I mean, quite frankly, every child in South Carolina deserves a chance for Liberty um, because of the model school that you have, what it means for a kid's future. And I, I told Trevor a little while ago, I said, look, if I lived in Sumter, my son Marsh would be on the wait list because – I would want him to go to a school like that. And that's what parents want. You know, we do. We, I mean, you've got kids. You just want the best for your, your child. And it doesn't matter, you know, what your economic status is. It doesn't matter where you came from. Everybody wants the same thing for their children. That's right. Speak to that, Greg, because, I mean, you're, you're, a, you're a parent. You're, you're, you're someone who cares about the kids of this community because you made a choice to live here. That's you correct. could have gone anywhere. I, we could have. You chose to stay right here in Sumter and make this a great city in South Carolina and America. Talk talk a little bit about, like, what is that sparking you? What, what drives you to want to do this? Well, listen, you know, we grew up from very humble beginnings, Chris. And uh, we've been blessed. The good Lord has blessed my family, my brother's family, uh, to have a great company. And have I've had a great career and reached reach success I never imagined. And so when you're blessed the way we have been blessed, responsibilities come with those blessings. And, and this is our, we think this is a responsibility we have. Uh, it's a talent, you know, uh, God gives us all talents. And, and this is one of my talents, and I'm, and I'm, I'm working it. And, and I, it, what good are these blessings if you aren't leaving your mark on society to make this world a better place when you know you could have? How disappointing would that be to know you could have done something and you just didn't get up and do it? And so I'm, 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 I am very proud of the work we do because we enjoy the work. We enjoy affecting people's lives not only for now but for generations to come. 
And if we aren't uh, achieving and making uh, impressions and leading the way, then, then we're missing the boat. But I, I'm confident I think we're doing, we're doing the right thing. And if you're doing the right thing because it's the right thing, then guess what? You never look, in, you never look back. That's exactly right. I, I love that message, Greg. And um, our listeners, that resonates with them. I mean, these are, these are parents, these are school leaders, political leaders here in our state and around the country who really believe in kids first. You know, I tell people all the time, this is not just some motto. I mean, it's something we really believe in. And I tell people my own story. I said, look, it started with my own kids first. But then it became a mission because I saw the positive impact that school choice can have on other families, families that didn't have the same ability to move in the right neighborhood the way I did or send a son to, to a private school. You know, I want to make sure that every parent has that option. Um, Greg, talk a little bit about, um, you know, what do you see in the future? So you're, you're a visionary, you're a business guy, you know how to lead people to that vision what does the next five, ten years look like for Liberty Steam here in Sumter? Well, as I said earlier, we, we will build out the campuses we have. We, will, we see us having five campuses uh, in total. Uh, we will have a second K-8 after we uh, get our high school underway. And then um, as we think about this community, we, we think this, this vision will travel. We've already been in discussion with, with uh, neighboring communities you know, as I said, rural South Carolina is tough in the public school world, and we see this model as being uh, something that we can expand and grow and affect other communities as well. I want, I'm glad you – that was a great segue to my next question. So we've been talking about the, the corridor, I-95 corridor from Dillon down to Jasper, and, you know, those communities just really dried up once the interstate highway went in, and – you know, those communities are really hurting. They're hurting economically. They don't have the jobs. They don't have the workforce. And and the schools there are hurting. Right. Um, so you've opened up Liberty. You're going to continue to expand in Sumter. You know, what is it going to take for us to finally start getting schools like Liberty in those communities along the I-95 corridor? Because the state doesn't provide any money for facilities, no money for transportation, and that's an access issue. For a lot of families who don't have, you know, cars, what is it going to take for us to be able to achieve that goal of expanding the corridor of what I call opportunity? Well, number one, it falls on the shoulders of the schools that are in existence today. And it falls on your shoulders as the leader of the public school charter uh, system throughout the state. We have got to continue to set a standard that's head and shoulders above the rest. Because it, it goes back to what we're doing here and what great companies do when they have a sustainable competitive advantage. They develop a product or a service that people want. Again, it goes back to customers. I really like to refer to them as customers, right? Because even though they're students, they're customers. That's they're, right. They're buying what we're selling. Yeah. What we're selling is free, but we have to have that world-class education, Chris, and it's going to be popular in other parts of the communities of the state as well. But we have to continue being the leader of the product we're delivering, which is a great education. I love that. A great product and consider every student and family a customer. Absolutely. Because they can choose to go somewhere else. 
And if they choose to stay with you, that means you're doing something right. And, uh, and we're seeing that response here. We're confident we would see it throughout the corridor of shame, as you mentioned. And we've had discussions already about future expansions that we believe, you know, there's a, there's a unique time in history now. The pandemic changed the way people think about where they want to live. And I think it's only good for the rural parts of South Carolina. South Carolina's a beautiful state. So you can live where you want, at least part of the family can, and that opens up opportunity for Sumter. It opens up opportunity for Lake City. It opens up opportunity for Jasper. And, and so we need to fill those opportunities. So we've talked a lot about school choice for, for scholars, for the customers. Let's talk a little bit about school choice for teachers. You know, you did at the very beginning of this podcast talk a little bit about teachers, and you're very competitive when it comes to pay. We talked about culture but how important is it for teachers in the state, good teachers that want to be in a, a, a high-quality, thriving public school? Right. How important is it for us to treat them like professionals? Oh, they are. And you know what? The system probably set us up to be where we are today because we took teachers for granted. We took the culture of the school not only from the employee and professional standpoint, but we're responsible for setting the culture or discipline for the children as well. And, and that's, a, that's a big shoes to fill. But we are responsible for two environments at that school, the teaching environment and the student environment. And it is up to Liberty and the leadership at Liberty to make sure we are on top of both of those environments. And if you have a good environment for your professionals, and you create a good environment for the students, the students will learn better, the teachers will teach better, and guess what? All of them want to be there. It's that's, not just one, one side of the equation. That's right. How important is it for, our, for the teacher to have autonomy in the classroom? Because, you know, what's unique about our district, the South Carolina Public Charter School District, and the charter model is that, you know, outside of protecting students' civil rights, students with disability, you know, making sure schools are doing the right thing with public funds and hold them accountable on their performance and their goals. The decisions and the operations occur at the school level. And then the school leader at Liberty, you all give the teachers, and they're empowered yes. in the classroom. How important is that autonomy in the classroom? Well, listen, who wants to go to work and somebody tell them what to do? It's no different in, in, in the teaching environment as well. If I came to work and my boss said, okay, you're going to do this today and this tomorrow, I, a high-performing teacher or person is not going to thrive in that environment. So we, abs we have a playbook. We have our curriculum. And so the teachers have the autonomy and the opportunity to implement that the way they see fit. And obviously we, we expect those goals, back to what you mentioned early in the podcast, the goals are stated outside the door. And if a teacher wants to turn left with the curriculum versus turning right because it gives that teacher better results, then they have the ability to do it. They are measured against their goals, and that's, that's how we, we want to uh, manage the school. And then one of the things that flows from that autonomy is innovation. Sure. Speak to innovation. Well, listen, nobody knows everything. And that's why we've got 37 staff members. Uh, at the school now, and if we have 37 innovators in, within our model, then look what we've got. 
we've not just got one school leader. We've got 37 different individuals creating more value in our, in our company or in our school. So in, in essence, Greg, what you're saying is if, it's almost like you've got 37 little mini incubators going on. Well, to a degree, yes. Yeah. I mean, we have to have some, some ground rules, yeah, yeah. But, but we really encourage innovation. And we encourage, uh, um, you know, thinking outside the box. Yeah, I was in one of the classes, and uh, they were talking about the engineering and design method, and they were going through that process um, in developing a kite. Right. And uh, and they were going to build a kite, and, of course, they were talking about all the things that can impact a kite. And then I, 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 I thought, well, wow, what a, an amazing metaphor for this school. When we talk about, you know, the kids are empowered in the classroom. The teachers are empowered in the classroom. Together, they're working together to develop and through kind of a project-based model. Uh, and then we've got this, this new school that was built by this community and these leaders like you and your board. And now this Liberty steam kite is flying high over Sumter. And it's, it's really kind of this beacon for the people in this community, but it's also a beacon in the state. And I've been so honored at the State House when we go to testify to talk about the great work you all are doing um, because it's important that other people in the state know what's happening in Sumter. If, if we've got folks listening in other parts of the state, and we've got people all over the country, but specifically South Carolina, what's your message to them when, when they're, they feel like, God, we don't have any good schools around here? We want our kids to have what they've got in Sumter. What's your message to those leaders and those parents across our state? Well, you just got to put a team together. And, you know, we call it our Batman beacon. You know, and you gotta, I love it. You, you got to find your, your Batman in that community that will, wants to shine that light and, and really make a difference. I'll tell you, it was scary. I can't tell you the many times when we were contemplating this and debating this. I would wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, my Lord, what, <laughs> what, what do I know about? A charter school and it was true but but you know the doors kept opening and and thank goodness trevor came to came to work with us on our team uh because he was encouraging encouragement to me and uh i don't care what anybody says when you've got a grand plan or a grand vision you have moments of doubt yeah and when you moments of doubt creep in you better find somebody to kick you in the butt and trevor kicked me in the butt a time or two and, uh, and we kept moving. And, and I would just say, don't be afraid to, to do it. If you know the need is there, don't be afraid to do it. We'll help in any way we can. We host other charter uh, 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 schools and other charter teams, other charter, charter dreamers right here, and we share, we'll share our playbook because we want success wherever it falls because, again, we have a motto in our boardroom. Our number one um, topic of conversation is about the children. And if that ever changes to where we're talking about adults more than children, we are missing the mark. So, Chris, that's, I would leave that with you. That's, we're here to talk about children. I, I love that. It, it's all about the children, and that's why this podcast is all about putting kids first. And, Greg, you're a kids first champion in Thank my you. book. Um, I love what you're doing here, and I love the fact that you do collaborate um, and, and you're not, you know, seeking, you know, glory or fame. It's not legacy building. It's, 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 it's seeing an opportunity in a community where there's families that maybe felt like there was no hope. And so you're, you guys are hope builders. Right. And uh, so I just commend you on that. So last, last question, 
and it kind of hits on what you talked about with putting children first. So you're on the elevator, you're going down, um, and somebody gets on the elevator and says, hey, Greg Thompson, I know you. Like, Greg, why charter schools? Why Liberty Steam? Well, because it was the right thing at the right time, and it's what Sumter needed, and uh, as, as it is in many other communities, but it's what we needed, and uh, I don't regret it a bit. You know, I, I can talk about Liberty often and frequent. But uh, my elevator speech is, is, is what we needed. And you filled a need, and you're doing a great job at it. Friends, that's a wrap on this week's podcast. I tell you, Greg Thompson, an amazing leader in our state. We're so very fortunate to have him as part of the South Carolina Public Charter School District community of families and leaders. Greg, just continue to, to continue to do the great work. We're going we're gonna to cheer you on. We're going to support you. Um, I want to see you grow. I want to see I want to see liberty all across the region. Um, but I want to leave our listeners with one final note. I wrote down something Greg said. He said, what gets measured gets done. That is so true. And what we see getting done right here in Sumter with Liberty Steam is beyond all measurables. Friends, that's a wrap on this week's show. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. <music>